welcome to episode four of House of Blurs Presents. There will be spoilers. We are your hosts. This is Nicole. And Armani here. And based on that little intro snippet, you know what we are here to talk about tonight. In this episode, we will be covering the season finales of both American Horror Story and the... What is season finale of yeah, The Walking Dead? Yeah, of The Walking Dead. Yeah, last episode of The Walking Dead. Um, a lot has been going on on both of those shows. So let's go ahead and uh, kick it off with American Horror Story. Okay, so we get back. We're finally in the normal timeline, back in present day. Yes, yes. And we finally get Michael's face off with the witches. Yes. Which I will say was greatly disappointing. Yes. <laughs> um, Ryan Murphy has continued his track of... Having amazing seasons with plenty of content, plenty of things that we actually care about, mm-hmm. and then kind of just cutting those all short at the very last minute. And I, uh, I don't know. I feel like he, he wasted so much potential. Now, one of the things that I have realized lately with television shows in particular is we're going to put that on Ryan Murphy because his name is essentially on the product. However... I know he's not writing every single episode. Um, That was something that I really liked when we did a live tweet of, I believe it was an episode of Grey's Anatomy. Um, And the actual writer who wrote that episode and the director who directed it were actually live tweeting along. Like they were in that live tweet of that episode. And it was a lot of going back and forth, but everyone just kept, tagging Shonda Rhimes in it and it's like you know once again Shonda rips our our hearts out and she does all this to us and a lot of people didn't realize that the actual person who wrote the show and the actual person who directed that show were two other people not necessarily Shonda. so they were tagging her and all the you know ups and downs of the show you know I made a point to actually tag the actual writer and a couple of the people did as well um so we know he doesn't write every episode so I don't know who the fuck was writing this week these season's episodes and then who wrote this one? Because yeah, I was I was disappointed in the ending. Like I feel like this should have been the season of the Coven really getting like they marketed it that way. They marketed it as it was going to be Coven's uprising. Yes, like we're getting the Coven, we're getting Murder House crossover, two of the biggest seasons, two of the fan favorite seasons. And we constantly, constantly kept getting let down by what these witches... No, okay, I get it. They're going against Antichrist. You know, they're only but so powerful. But, comma, from the moment we saw them not been, you know, putting a lackluster protection spell on the house and not being able to tell when Michael came through that bitch, and then he murdered everybody at the table, from that point, it was just like, Where's the witchy shit? Like, where is y'all magic? Like, y'all magic? Like, okay. All these witches have done a few of the seven wonders at this point. Like, there should at least be more. There should have been more of a fight in that scene. Yes. Like, that's, there's not enough. Like, we didn't get to see our girls put up enough of a fight this season. And that, to me, I feel like was a serious missed opportunity. And that is really what we all came to see happen. And it didn't. Now, I'm okay with Michael winning in the end. I mean, he didn't win in the end. He lost because he got fucked up when they sent uh, Mallory, Mallory back, in back in time. And again, we'll get to that. We'll talk about that here in a second. But, you know, so he didn't necessarily win, but it's just like, it was just, I feel like, I feel like it just was not the, the climax was not worth all that build up. Like it just wasn't there. So. It definitely wasn't what we went into it feeling like it was going to be. Because I feel like with the marketing, like you said, was really misconstrued. Like, I thought there was going to be a lot more Murder House than just one episode. Because they sold it as if it was going to be like the coven was going to be posted in the Murder House. Yeah, like that. That's very true. Like, I also got the, I thought we were going to get more than just one episode with with that. But, I mean, although that was a pretty... you know, dense episode that we got with the murder house. So I'm not terribly upset about that, but it just did not deliver enough of what it, it didn't live up to, I guess what it could have been. And I guess that's the thing that is disappointing 
when like we have all this ability for all this greatness and then we just don't get to see it and now that i'm thinking about it maybe it's kind of it was kind of the viewer's fault as well we put too much into it we put too much like expectation expectation because like they've done crossovers they just haven't announced crossovers before you're right there was a, a big hype to this season and that you're right it, it could have been us letting our own selves down so yeah now <laughs> season finale we get to the big battle with michael and not only do we get the big battle but we also get angela bassett back mm-hmm. the re- uh, return of marie laveau yes which was probably the be- highlight of the season Let, let's be real <laughs> that was Hands down, the highlight. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed seeing her again. Um, for me, that was definitely the highlight of the season. Just beyond anything. So, if anything, that gives me hope that we'll get Angela Bassett in the later seasons. Because that, like, that means that she wasn't just like, "No, nah, I don't want to do the show." Like, maybe she's just busy with nine one one right now, and she's not the time. So, for sure, for sure. Um, and I, I know she's seen all, like, the fan love throughout the season as far as, like, people wanting her to come back and, like, wanting to see what was going to happen with that, with the um, Voodoo Queens. So, um, that was nice. But, again, <laughs> very quick, very, like, why did you stand there, hun? Like, why did you just cast, just throw some salt on the ground, think that was going to stop Michael? And he stood there. And then he stabbed her and killed her. Like, God damn! <laughs> Yeah, again, it was like the writers like throwing a little bone at us and then taking it away with quickness. Yeah. So it was such a fast paced episode as well. Like it just went. It didn't feel so long. Like it didn't feel like a season finale. No, it, it felt rushed, quite frankly, to me. It felt rushed. Like everything was just wrapped. Like we're just wrapping up. We're, we're in a. We've spent, you know, all these episodes doing all this stuff and now we're just going to end it right here and right now. Like that's really just what it felt like. Like, that's what it was, and it felt like it was rushed. That's the problem. There's a difference between shows that are just rushed, and, like, we close up the season finale with a lot of stuff. We answer a lot of questions, and then there is, it feels rushed, and this felt rushed. Yeah, like, to me, that didn't even feel like a full 45-minute episode. Because, like, everything was literally so over and done with. Yeah, pretty quick. Um, Now... We they flirted with the whole going back in time thing and sending her back, sending Mallory back, and they send Mallory back. Now, my this was my other like issue with this. So, we send Mallory back to Tate, not Tate, Jesus, Michael, Michael. (laughs) to Michael after like right after he had like rapidly aged. So, he was he looked like you know, 16 year old, yeah, but he was like a 10 year old in spirit or like a seven or six. Yeah, he was like, yeah, he was seven. So, he was like seven years old. So, I felt bad for him. Like, I didn't want to see him die at that moment. Like, that wasn't the Michael who deserves to die. And, like, why not just send her back to when he was a baby? Like, why even put poor what's her face, poor Constance, do all that? Like, I feel, like it was one of those things where I feel they were trying to the writers were just trying to do something different in a way it's like they they want you to feel bad for the antichrist like they're trying to humanize the antichrist yeah yeah that that was definitely a line the entire scene because there were mad moments where you just kind of you felt for him like and that was the thing like uh yeah it was like who are we rooting for it like not like who we're, like we know we're rooting for the coven yeah but it's like you just you kind of want them to just like hug them yeah like you want to be like all right look we'll help you like <laughs> n- hone your powers in yeah like where was Dexter's dad when you needed him <laughs> that's really what he needed he needed Dexter's dad so yeah, and the whole the whole show he kind of was just looking for a family yeah and that was the sad thing because it's like. He and it's like at that point when he when he first rapidly aged and they went back and killed him, he still didn't even understand what he was doing. Yeah, and that's what made that scene so much harder to watch because, first off, Constance throws him out the house. So she tells, and they they go back to the point before Constance killed herself. 
So instead of her just, you know, seeing him kill that priest and then leave, she actually goes in and confronts him and tells him to get out. So, you know, and then he starts, you know, oh, I'm sorry, I won't do it anymore. And, you know, I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't understand. And she's like, oh, hell no. And at that point, okay, so we get it. Constance dealt with Constance has dealt with this now since he was little. So she had all those gravestones in the backyard, all these bodies she was hiding and stories she was having to tell. So cool. We go. So he goes outside and he gets run over. Mallory hits him with a car. So you're like, holy. And not just a little love tap either. Because, like, the thing is, is that this isn't even the Michael that's killed your coven yet. Yeah, that's the, this is, this is what made this scene, like, hard to, not hard to, like, it made it hard. It made it hard to cheer on. It made it hard to be like, yay! Yeah. like, you're rooting for the homicide of a seven-year-old. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I mean, that's, that, yes, that's the thing, like, you know, watching this, and you're just like, dang, like, couldn't it have just, like, smothered him with the pillow or i mean i know his mom tried that one what's her face tried that once and but that was after the fact though that was still after yeah. constance kicked him out he was just hanging out in the house well constance didn't kick him out oh that route she killed herself that way so he was by himself so you know yeah why didn't we poison his food like some like i, I don't know but the just whole go back to when he was born like there, yeah, I, I would have rather have just watched you just, I don't know, smother, drown a baby. No, I would have been satisfied if they would have went back to, like, the conception of Michael and stopped that from happening. And that could have been our murder house crossover. Like, if they would have stopped that and, like, the Harmons never died. Or killed the mom. Okay, well, I was trying to go for the I don't know, kill somebody else. (laughs) Just don't make me watch you run over this overgrown seven-year-old and then him sit there, like, run. cry. Yes, in in Constance's arms. And he's just like, just take me to the house. Just take me back to the house so I can be with you. And for a moment, you're almost like, Constance, take him back to the fucking house. (laughs) (laughs) Just take him back. It's not that bad. <laughs> but it just, it just makes you think like what if she would have took him to the house? Oh. Like I kinda wanted to see him go to the house. Like if he if it would have just been his spirit there, like how much damage was he going to do? Like that'd have been one thing that's like, okay, that would have stopped him from dying. But if he still would have died then it's like he really he just wanted to be with his family. You know what's crazy? Like now that you say that, I kinda wanna see that happen. Like I hope for the sake of our mentality, <laughs> um, that they do go back to this season. Like, I hope there's a season two of this season. And, I mean, I'm, okay, so back before I even go there. Um, so she runs him over several times. Constance does not take him back to the house. She lets him die there in the street. And then we see the couple who was put into, you know, we get the witches. Everybody comes back. Everyone's alive. Um, Mallory's still in this time like she stays in this time period now where's the other mallory from this time period like again this is why i dislike the opt-out of time travel as a solution to just anything to where it's more like a okay no that just never happened we're just gonna we're just gonna erase all that and it's fine yeah basically because you didn't account for the mallory in this time period and that seemed like a big old question mark to me. So, okay, sure. We'll, we'll just, we'll parking lot that one. So, um, everyone comes back. You know, what I did not appreciate was the shade thrown at Madison. Madison, Madison definitely deserved better this season. Yes, like, at least by the end of the season for sure. Because she has done so much yeah. good like she said when she came back, she's like, you know, I'm going to do it right this time. And it's like Mallory threw shade. Like, for, for what? What did she do to you? Like, you weren't even here for her to be mean to you before she died. So why do you dislike her? Basically. And then you go, you know, the first person that you bring back is freaking Misty Day. Misty Day, whose ass has been like hanging out with Steven Nicks the entire fucking season doing nothing. Where were these broads at? Like, <laughs> where were y'all when the fucking world was coming to an end? And freaking, uh, god damn it. Michael? No. Cordelia? No. Mallory? No. 
Madison. This is a brain. Cordelia. Yeah, okay, Cordelia. <laughs> where where the fuck were they at when Cordelia had to fucking stab herself and jump off a damn, you know, second story, whatever the hell that was. You would think they would want the witch that, like, can for sure do resurrection to be there the most. Like, that would have been first priority. Because yeah. really... Well, no, they said that Michael destroyed their souls after he killed all the witches, but, like, Not still. those two. Yeah. Like, those those two, where, where were they at the entire season? Like, that to me, I feel like that was just a, for the sake of seeing them. Yeah, Missy Day, they brought Missy Day back definitely just for the gaze. Like, who, who is that a thing? You? Yeah, that's a thing. That's a whole, like, little Tumblr, like, sub subreddit. Uh, okay, I guess. <laughs> because, boy, was she useless. <laughs> so, yeah. Now, and then they bring the... Emily and Timothy. I think that was his name. Yeah, sure, that guy. <laughs> um, Those two. The two were who were in the... Um, um, sanctuary. Yeah. For Be- outpost, outpost. They were, they were in the outpost because they had the perfect DNA combination or whatever. So we see it kind of backtrack to those two and they have a chance meeting and then they have a little baby of their own and Antichrist part two. Yes. So we see that at the end of the day, <laughs> Satan gonna matter. try. Yeah. Like, he, he gonna try. You know, there's, he's gonna, it's gonna keep, you know, you can keep stopping it. So that means there probably wasn't the first time that incident was stopped, this apocalypse was stopped, mm-hmm. and it won't be the last. So, you know, it's a vicious cycle. We get it. Um, but, comma. It was just pointless. <laughs> like, I feel like it was wasted time. Because, like, now it's like you're looking back, and it's like the first episode you see them. Because those first few episodes, it was kind of like, why? Like, why do we even need to see any of this? Mm-hmm. Like, those characters played no role other than those first three episodes, except the last few. So I feel like that was just, like, a fallback. Yeah. In a way. That's, that's all it was. It was, we're gonna put, we're gonna plant these seeds here in the beginning. You're never gonna see them again until the, in the final episode. It seems like something that people, they just, they forgot about. No, I think that was, it was definitely intentional. It wasn't forgotten. Like, they did that on purpose. That wasn't, that was intentional. It just wasn't good. Or it was just so like nah. we didn't care for it. it yes. like, uh, I guess. <laughs> so that's where we're at with American Horror Story Apocalypse. Um I would like to see I don't know what I would like to see next season at this point. So I guess we'll just stay tuned and see what you know, what the writers come up with. Cause I honestly I don't even want to see Coven again if Because they're not gonna utilize the actual witches. I mean, even if they utilize the actual witches, it's just like I don't want to see them with this like diminished power. Like I don't. That to me was just like we had. There was so much opportunity for them to really like show their power and like do some shit. Like, come on, man. We live in the age of Harry Potter. Come on. <laughs> we we oh, Patronus something. Even in Coven, <laughs> they were doing a lot more. Like Fiona Good would not have stood for that. None Fiona of this. Good, Fiona Good would have ended the the apocalypse before it even started. So. I mean, there would have just been more sparkle, more dazzle, more like shit blowing up, more like fight back. I mean, from the scene where they came in with the guns and everybody just stood there like no one has a fucking a spell to stop. No one can stop time. That's not one of the seven wonders. And deflecting bullets ain't one of the seven wonders. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like witchcraft one oh one. Witchcraft 101, like, turn into a mouse and get the fuck out of Dodge. Like, I've seen the movie Witches. No, they turned pe- they kids turned into mouse. But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hello. Apparate, that's one of the seven wonders. We knew at least Zoe could do that. So there was no reason for, there. Was, yeah, I, you know, I completely, I, I completely agree. You I know what, they need some it. X-Men XS training. Like, the X-Men, when they train the noobs... They put them into a simulator and they have to perform under pressure. Like, that is what the coven was lacking. Like, we did all these magic, you know, the Seven Wonders is done with no pressure put on you, but when shit hits the fan, then everyone is rendered useless. Yeah, no. So what good are any of these fucking powers? No, I'm really thinking back about what I seen them training those witches to do. They were, 
like training them to change the color of flower petals. Like, they were teaching them mad useless stuff. So, it's kind of like, eh. <laughs> Y'all need to go back and rewrite y'all syllabus real quick. This? <laughs> like, we should just let the warlocks save us. <laughs> like, I mean, they... They were learning something. They, yes. Like, <laughs> like, they were learning the legit spells to do things. So, now I have an issue. Like, why are the women not as powerful? How is Cordelia the Supreme, but she's not actually preparing these ladies for real life saving your life shit whereas the warlocks were actually like came up in this bitch prepared like they were ready to do harm like i think it's kind of one of those things where it's like you don't have a predator in a uh in an ecosystem because it's like the warlocks were training because they were eventually trying to take on the witches but the witches didn't see them as a threat so they had no threat and the voodoo queen was gone so there was really nothing and they destroyed the witch hunters. That's what happened when you get complacent. Oh, well, um, we would love to hear your thoughts about this season. If you watch the season of American Horror Story, we actually didn't even spoil it because we're now like, it's been what, a week, a two weeks week. yeah, since it actually ended. So this wasn't spoiled. This was just more so of our, you know, follow up conclusion, little rant. Um, so yeah, let us, feel free to let us know what you, uh, what you think about it. You know, you can hit us up on Twitter, com. You know, let us know what you think about, what you thought about that ending and or just the season in general and maybe what you would like to see next season. So, on that note, we will move on to The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. So, where we're going to start from, Rick's last episode. Ep- <laughs> Rick's, Rick's last <laughs> episode. <laughs> yeah. So, Okay. That shit was heartbreaking to see Michonne go through that. Now, everyone, we all know it was Rick's last episode. We were just, like, waiting. The whole episode, you're waiting, like, hey, is he going to die now? Is this going to kill him? Is he going to die now? When he got impaled on that <laughs> thing, I was like, yo, if Rick Grimes gets eaten. First off, I didn't want to see him get eaten by zombies, but I was like, how the fuck is he getting off of this? Like, I was like, all right, somebody, Daryl, got to show up. And Daryl didn't show up. And he managed to get the fuck off of that thing. And I was like, yo, Rick Grimes is a beast first off so i would like to say that was a very well done episode for the fact i haven't watched the walking dead since i want to say since michonne and rick first got together like little glimpses of it i've seen Mm -hmm. but i still got emotional when rick died like it still made me like i I teared up a little bit because i was like dang like it was it was this season has been um, I think her name is Angela Kang, I believe, is the new showrunner um, for The Walking Dead this season. She's amazing. Um, whatever, whatever's going on at that table, in that room, is just fucking magic. Like, they have managed to revamp and recapture why people started watching The Walking Dead. Now, I it, it could be a combination of we've gotten to, we're picking up, no, I'm, you know, I'm not even, I'm not going to find any way, I'm not going to discredit that anyway. That is just pure talent that is doing the writing and directing on the show right now. And it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. This, this season has been well worth the shit we went through the last couple of seasons to get here. And it's nice to see that revigoration. Um, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like, it's at the point where I'm going to sit down and rewatch The Walking Dead now, or at least watch, watch. what's going yeah, on You ain't got to rewatch. Don't worry. Yeah. You ain't miss shit. <laughs> <laughs> so you got you. I mean, you, you can. And that's the great thing about this. Like, you could have sat out two or three seasons and watch right now and you're good. Like, which I don't know what that says about the last two or three seasons. <laughs> but <laughs> you're good. Like, you can just watch it and you're fine. Like, you will be engaged in. Yeah. So. Congrats on that. Like, great job on that. Yeah. Definitely a thumbs up. For real. Um, So, Rick died, and... Ugh, man. Michonne. Watching Michonne, like, try to get to him to save him, because he was up on that bridge, with all those walkers coming towards him, and then, you know, you see see the group come, because he was just up there and was with the walkers, and he was going to try to blow the bridge, and he failed at blowing up the bridge himself, or no, like, 
they were coming at him. He was about to blow up the bridge. And then, like, they all just come out of, like, nowhere and start shooting the walkers mm-hmm. from, from a distance. Like, doing what they could. And it was just like, oh, man, it's just not, it's like, because obviously we know this was his last episode. So, it's just yeah, like. so we know he's going to die. Uh, this sucks. And, yeah, poor Michonne. Like, I just felt all her feelings. And Denigra is so amazing. Like, she's, her emotional range that, that ties you in, like, you, I, felt, I felt it. I was in pain with her, girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely felt Michonne's hurt. Um, and as well as Daryl. That's what made me tear up. It was that scene, like, when Daryl started crying and he realized Rick was dead, I was like, <sighs> poor Daryl. Especially because the two of them have been going back and forth, like, these last few episodes. Like, there's been that tension between them. So it was like, damn, like, our last, our last moments together was an argument and then we kind of got, we kind of parted, like, it was be careful, like, be safe was his last words to Rick. And, but that was... Not on the best of terms. Yeah, like, it was, fo- it was you know, following a fight and an argument in a hole where you tried to keep him because Maggie wanted to go kill Negan. And so, you know, Maggie goes to fucking... Uh, yeah. What the fuck? What village is that? The uh, kingdom? No. Sanctuary. Yeah. The hilltop. No, Maggie's at the hilltop. Okay. Um, <laughs> Sanctuary. No, Alexandria. No, Alexandria. Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> Maggie goes to Alexandria with the, the, you know, you know, and that's one of them things, too. Like, I could, on one hand, I get it. It's post-apocalypse, you know, post-zombies, and there's not really law and order. But, you know, you have to think, if that situation had to happen in real life, he probably would have gotten life in prison. Like, he would have gotten life. He probably wouldn't have gotten a death penalty, or he would have sat on death row for, you know, ever, and he would have just died in jail. Essentially, he would have got life in prison. So the fact that they put him in jail, and they were just planning on leaving him there for God, for pretty much for the rest of his life, is not really that far-fetched of a thought to think, like, of why Rick would do that. I get why he would do that, but, again, I'm on the side with Maggie. Um, (laughs) This isn't pre-zombies. This is post-zombies, like you said. So, yeah, that's going out the window. I've just been like, we take it, like, okay, because if this is post-zombies, we wouldn't be in this situation. He wouldn't have killed them. You mean pre-zombie? If it had Pre-zombie. Yeah. Possibly. I mean, no, people kill people now. So, people are crazy. But anyway, so, (laughs) I get why. I do get, I mean, I understand why. Maggie wanted to do what she wanted to do. And I'm glad it went the way it went. Like, Negan... Now, the question is, was Negan's breakdown real? Or was it a manipulation? Because we know Negan is the most manipulative motherfucker. Point blank, period. So, it's like, was that real or was it an act? Do you think it was real or do you think it was an act? I feel like it was real. I feel like it was genuine. Just from, like, the comics... Mm-hmm. And like how Negan felt about his wife, and like after she like the whole Lucille backstory, I feel like that was real. It was genuine. Okay, I'll take that then. Um, I still would have killed him. <laughs> like you, at that point, it's not even it's not even smart to alive. You're wasting resources. You're not being resourceful. That's an extra mouth you got to feed for no reason. True. You know what? I wonder if that conversation never really went down. Like, why are we? That's that's food we could be saving. You're right. That's five years worth of food we could have been saving. And somebody's got to watch him. Like, that's it's just unnecessary resources. True. So you know, he you know has a breakdown, and she says, you know what? You're actually worse off this way. Like, I prefer you suffering like this as opposed to being dead. Like, this is the worst punishment. So she doesn't kill him. Um, now, the disappointing thing about this, for me, was, there was so much build-up to this being Rick's last episode, no one talked about the fact this was Lauren Cohen's last episode. Like, there was no proper goodbye to Maggie, because we see this week, in the mid-season finale, fucking Maggie's gone! Like, as we do a time jump, and Maggie's gone. Like, Maggie bounced after this. So it's just like, Damn! And while we're talking about this, I feel like I realized why. Because, okay, so, 
Are we done with Rick's last episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, going into this, everyone has this hostility towards Michonne. I feel like they're going to try to be like either Michonne kicked Maggie out or killed her. It's going to be something like that. Because it's going to be, why are these communities no longer help, like as well connected as they were? Like what caused all these communities to break apart? And I feel like no one said anything about Maggie. She's not here anymore. And it's a clear like... Well, Michonne didn't know Maggie was gone. She didn't know she was gone until the after shit hits the fan in this episode. And... They said that? Yeah. Yeah, no. All this time... Yeah. Actually, okay. So, Michonne didn't know Maggie wasn't at Hilltop. She thought she was there. Once they had to go try to find Eugene and shit, and after they were trying to take those people to... Because she was sending the doctor guy to take the new... The Wisp new people to Hilltop or whatever. And she was going to break off and leave. But then when they ran into those guards who said, you know, we're out here trying to find Rosita or who the fuck, who was, yeah, Rosita and Eugene were out in the woods and, you know, or Rosita turned up and Eugene is out here somewhere. And when they had that run in and they were like, okay, well we now you need to come with us to Hilltop. And she was like, I still can't. That's when the doctor finally told her, okay, Maggie's not even there. He ain't even, not the doctor. The other dude who was sneaking out with Jesus. Okay, I know you're talking about. Um, He's the one who told her, she ain't even there. She ain't been there. And she's like, what you mean? Where is she? So, I'm with you as in, because there's a lot of shit that obviously needs to be explained in this, you know, six-year gap. That's because we did a six-year time jump. Mm -hmm. So, there's a lot of stuff that needs to be explained. Like how we got to such split villages. And then also the scars that we see on Michonne and on Daryl. These X scars that are on their back, like, that needs to be explained. Obviously, that was shown for a reason, so that's significant in some way. Um, and then, I mean, shit. I mean, Rick and Michonne have a whole-ass baby. There's a baby Michonne. They had a son. So, yeah. Like, I'm obviously, there, there's, there's a lot to be filled in there, mm-hmm. which is probably what we'll start to see. That's going to be the underlying, those are going to be the flashbacks for Before next season. season. Yeah. Is what we're going to get kind of less, you know, clumped in with, with whatever happens when it comes back in February. So, we see, we see that Rick and Michelle had a baby. Pardon me. And it makes me happy for Michelle. Because it's like, I had totally forgot before this season that when Michelle first came, yeah. she had a baby that died mm-hmm. um, during the apocalypse. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, she has Judith, but now it's like she also actually has her own baby. And a piece of Rick and a piece of Carl. So, because, you know, Carl essentially had became Carl. (laughs) (laughs) Had became her son. So, you know, this, yeah, truly gives a piece of them. Um, Still here on the show. And I am here for badass Judith. Like, I like, (laughs) why, poor Michonne is raising fucking... Uh, what was what's the Jews' mom's name? Um, uh, Lori, Lori and 2.0. yeah, change. Yeah, yeah, it's not Lori. even Rick's baby. No, <laughs> <laughs> Rick the up and bounced. You know, fucking left his ex-wife's spawn. Yeah, <laughs> with Michonne, <laughs> which is crazy. Um, when you really think about it that way. But anyway, at the end of the day, it was you this know, baby ain't got nothing to do with Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Sure enough. And that was actually in those flashbacks that Rick had. First off, that was another really good thing from that episode. Um, those when flash- he saw Shane. Yeah, when he saw Shane, that conversation was, was good. I like that. When he saw Herschel, I was just like, uh, it was it was already a heart, like it already pulled at your heartstrings, like watching that anyway. And then coupled with the fact that that actor had had passed away. And, like, mm-hmm. those were the last... That was the last thing he had shot. So, it was just a lot of feels for a lot of different reasons. But it was, again, that was a, a well-written and directed episode anyway. So, and acted by all the actors. But, um, so, yeah, Maggie's fucking with the crazy... The, with the weird lady who showed up with the, with the records. Or wanting records. So, that's where she's at. We know where she is. But we don't know where she is. They said that? Yeah. Okay. Um, because she was sending... Because <laughs> they were still getting... They were getting music. Like, Jesus was still getting music um, from... Or I think that's where he was getting the music from. But he's he's in contact with Maggie. Like, they they communicate. Like, there's letters being 
shipped around. So maybe they'll work out. No, well, Lauren Cohan has actually got greenlit for a show, I believe that's coming on ABC. Mm-hmm. And it's trying to find, because Angela Kang has made that comment. Like, she wants Maggie to stay on the show. Like, they want Lauren on the show. It's just trying to figure out how, how to do that when she's got something else going on. And I guess it'll be contingent upon if that show is good, which, you know, we'll see. When it, I haven't really heard, I haven't looked for anything about it. So let me put it that way. Not that I haven't heard anything. I haven't looked for any information about said show. So I don't know what it's about. But I know she got greenlit for a show on ABC. So, yeah, Maggie's gone. Jesus is, is in charge of Hilltop, which he really don't want to have to be doing. But he's got the jab. We get these newbies, these new people. And, and it's just like, uh, I mean... Are they good? Are they bad? Are they going to turn out to be bad? Like, we need new people who are legitimately good because we're losing, like... We're losing all the good elements of the show. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We need we need more people to root for because really all that we have left... I mean, obviously, we have a lot left, per se, but the meat of this cast is, like, gone for the most part. Like, right now... Real talk, the only people I really give a shit about are, are Michonne, Daryl, uh, the big dude with the machete at the kingdom, and Carol. Ezekiel is like, Nyeh. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I thought about him too when I see him. Like, At eh, this point, being that little boy's daddy, that's, yeah, that's I mean, his you're, job now. You're Carol's bae. Like, <laughs> Carol's husband. Like, they got married. So, like, first off, but those scenes, like, I actually, I was not feeling the Carol and Ezekiel shipping when it was start being hinted at and stuff like that. And I was like, I see what they're trying to do and I'm not here for it. <laughs> like, yeah, you're no, I don't want it. I don't want it. Um, but I do like it now because Ezekiel has such a like lighthearted, positive light at the end of the tunnel spirit about him. And it works like it's good and he promotes that good and kindness but carol because of everything she's been through Carol's a little jaded she, yeah, yeah she's she's like uh yeah i'll be happy bitch but i will slit your throat when you're asleep like carol is still she's a killer she's a killer and he is that light that keeps her from going fully dark so it is, it is truly a nice balance and then like the lightness that lightheartedness and that comedy like that's what keeps carol from going totally dark to the dark side so i am now here for it i do like it because these scenes with the two of them together like they're cute and they're funny um so i like it i feel like the season i i i say this not having watched the prior seasons so i can't really say if this wasn't brought back in but i feel like this season is bringing back kind of like the family dynamic of the walking dead because like carol and ezekiel have their little family yeah it is and then Michonne has her family with Judith and RJ. Um, it is. It's definitely. It's trying to show that rebuilding. Like we're trying to rebuild families and like starting over because that was Michonne's thing. Is she wanted to be able to create some kind of order, um, a set of like laws, and start to recreate, you know, like a constitution between the different communities and. That was what she, that was, you know, what she was trying to work on with Rick. Like, that's what she was telling Rick she wanted to do. So, yeah, it is definitely getting back to that. And it's, we're putting a lot of pieces in play that we're going to care about if they die. Mm-hmm. Like, if they get eaten. Because <laughs> people are going to die. Right now, I just don't want to see Daryl's dog get eaten. That's, that's Daryl got I'm... another dog. Yes, Daryl, the return of dog. <laughs> so, dog 2.0. Um, yeah. I just, sad Daryl is fucking sad. Like, it just makes you want to hug Norman Reedus and, damn. <laughs> like, seeing him upset is just, it's so hard. It's hard seeing him upset and it sucks. So, um, but the thing that we had got at the end of that episode, though, in that preview, were the, the talking walkers. The whispers. Yeah, well, okay, so at that moment, we thought they were talking walkers. We thought, you know, zombies had evolved mm-hmm. and, you know, were talking and it was like, well, for those of us who didn't read the comics, thought like, oh, where the fuck is this going? Okay, pause. Actually, before we even really jump into that. So they, we know that Rick is in fact not dead. 
Let's just, let's back that part up. So we know that he's not actually dead. Fucking crazy lady, the junkyard lady, gets him out of there on a helicopter. Um, so we know he's not dead. And then on The Talking Dead, in case you don't watch The Talking Dead, Kirkman did confirm that they are doing essentially an expanded, like they're going to expand upon The Walking Dead universe. Rick Grimes' story is far from over as Andrew Lincoln is getting a three-movie deal. Like, they're doing three fucking Walking Dead movies. They will be AMC movies, so they'll probably just be on AMC. Like, they'll probably just be on TV. Um, maybe not necessarily in the movie theaters, but he's getting three movies at the very least. So, I, I think this is going to be, and it's going to be over time. Like, it's not going to be, like, right now. Or, like, I think they they don't start filming the first one until next year. So, that's still, uh, that's another season. So, we'll probably get, like, another two seasons of The Walking Dead before that actually airs. Because I, I feel like that'll probably air during next, the, the fall. Like, next fall, maybe. Um, yeah. So, we, it, it's going to be some time gaps in there. They're doing that. They're doing another, other shows, or they're talking about doing other shows that are going to take place the same time in different parts of the world, like to maybe different another part of the U.S. Like they already did that with Fear the Walking Dead, which for me fell off after like season. I think I made it to like season two. I mean, I think I made it halfway through season two. Um, the Red Machete was actually good. I did watch that. That's online. Um, but like different parts of the world, as far as like what is going on in England right now while this mm-hmm. shit is going like that. And that's something that fans have said they wanted. Like we said, we want to know what's going on outside of just this group everywhere else. So, um. I feel like these movies, in a way, because, okay. Because if you put, okay, so you said three movies, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like this time jump gives us the possibility of Rick coming back to the show. Yeah. Because these movies could take place in between. Like, so it would make sense. That all this stuff happened over six years, or like you know seven, because it's like I doubt he's coming back this season or even next season. Mm-hmm. But that gives time for the movies to make sense and be canon, and the possibility of it coming back. I don't think we would see Rick back. I don't think we would see Andrew Lincoln back on this television show for at least a good four or five years, like real, real four or five years. Like I don't think we're gonna like. I, I think the, you know, the behind the scenes thing with this, like shooting this show for so long, the way it's shot, he didn't want, they didn't want to be in America anymore. Like his, his wife, and supposedly, I don't know these people, his wife didn't want to live in California no more. So she was over that shit. She wanted to go home and she's been having to be on the West coast while, you know, they're shooting in Atlanta. So it's that strain on the family type shit. And okay. Yeah. So no, she wanted to go back to the fucking, to the UK, which is where they went back to. They went back home. So I don't see him coming back to a TV show and putting his family back in that situation for, like, they need a good, like, four or five years. Movies only shoot for, like, maybe four or five months. And you're done. So I didn't know the little tidbit, so we'll redact that. We'll put a pin in that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't think... He won't be back on the show for a while. Um, Yeah. I think maybe that third movie... Like a series finale, maybe? <laughs> like they find the cure for zombieism? That's not gonna happen. No, no, they're gonna milk this series forever. Like, this shit is never going <laughs> away. Like, The Walking Dead, this, no, The Walking Dead won't ever go away. It'll, it'll be, it'll evolve into something else eventually. This entire cast will be replaced, but it'll be a different show. And it'll just be somewhere else. Like, we won't, we won't see the Georgia crew anymore. We're gonna see... LA or New York or where else ever it is cheap to film. Like we'll see somewhere else. We just once everyone is gone, which brings us back to this finale episode. Okay. <laughs> because so they out here looking for fucking Eugene. <laughs> Why just let him go? <laughs> um out here looking for Eugene. And Jesus is out here. I think it's Eric is the dude that he's with. I think that's his name. Is it Jesus' Bay's name? Yeah. So I think it's Eric. they were stealing moments, which I was thoroughly enjoying that that was even going on. I'm just like, 
I'm here for it. I appreciate it. And, um, yeah, so we get the herds that are, yeah, they're looking for Eugene. They end up at that farmhouse, and Eugene tells them that the herds have been coming back and forth. Yeah. So it's like clearly they're seeing that these aren't just normal herds. Yeah, and they when they then they saw them kind of just hanging around in the field, like standing around not doing anything. Mm-hmm. So even though like they were like, all right, something's kind of off here. So they find Eugene. And Eugene's like, you know, they're coming back. You know, they've been back here already twice already. They're looking for me. And sure enough, they start coming back there. Eugene's fucked up his knee because his fat ass you know, <laughs> decided he wanted to jump off a water tower. <sighs> Man, instead of just asking for help. <laughs> staying up there I mean <laughs> yeah at that point the walkers ain't gonna do nothing like they're not gonna bring the water tower down at that point you kind of just stuck but you're alright it'd have been like tremors <laughs> you just been up there for a little while we just slung <laughs> shot you some water <laughs> we went <laughs> there could have been a plan B yeah they could have made a little levee system get a bucket and some rope you'd be uh, alright I know right something but so that, I guess, wouldn't have forwarded this story, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, but... It's the reason why we don't work right for The Walking Dead. You mean that show that makes too much sense. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, Jesus and them are out looking for him, and then they find him, and they're, you know, trying to get him back, and they get stuck in the fucking cemetery, and... We get Jesus, you know, playing hero, doing his little Resident Evil moves. Ninja Jesus. Killing, killing all the zombies. And then when he goes to leave, nonchalantly tries to stab a zombie, the zombie turns around and stabs him. Oh my god, yo, I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, no! I was, ooh! Yo, I I was like, he better not be dead. He better not be dead. (laughs) Like, first, Jesus better not be dead. Uh, first, I was like, "Why didn't he?" Just... Mm. Man, let's take a moment. Because... <laughs> take a moment for Jesus. Yeah, R.I.P. <laughs> uh, I was not ready. I was not prepared. I have not, at this point, even watched the Talking Dead episode after this, so I don't know what was discussed on that. But I was just like, what "We doing this? We are doing this. We are killing Jesus." Yeah, and I I didn't watch The Talking Dead, but I read up on the interview that he did. Mm -hmm. And he was saying that it wasn't a surprise that he was leaving because he was really upset with how they weren't utilizing Jesus' character, how they could have. Because, like, in the comics, he, there was a scene where it's like he he beat up Negan. And it's like he just wasn't doing anything. Yeah, and I think that is, as an actor... I mean, your pay is based on per, you're paid per episode. You're not paid per how much you do in an episode. And I guess maybe because I am not an actor, it's probably very easy for me to say, I will show up and walk through the scene and I'm still getting paid my full paycheck. So I'm Mm. good. Like I got a steady income. And again, it's very easy for a person who's not an actor who. And doesn't make that much money. So, again, like, you, you tell me, you giving me probably half of what Jesus makes to just be on screen and, you know, stick a fork through a zombie's head, then, hey, I'm going to show up and do that shit like a fucking truth that's being. <laughs> like, I'm just, like, that's going to be the most dramatic shit you've ever seen. But, as an actor, I can see if you feel like, look, either y'all going to use me and make it good and worth my time being here, or I can go pursue other stuff. And do something else. Where I can feel like I'm actually fulfilled. Like I just don't want to be sitting around in fucking hot ass backwoods out in Georgia. Being an extra. Yes. For what I, opposed to what I signed up to be. What I thought I was coming in as. Yeah, that, that, that would make a lot of sense. Like I could, that's understandable. Because yes, Jesus has been very underutilized. He's been very much been a B character. And truthfully, yeah, now that I'm thinking about that. Yeah, he's he's been he's not been utilized as much as he should have been. But in real life, he probably has to sacrifice just as much as everyone else who is full time on the show. And it's just like, why am I doing that if y'all not even using me? So I can see that frustration. But 
anyway, I wasn't ready for it to happen on screen. Like, I, he was just, like, getting his bae, and they were having this little secret rendezvous, and I'm all here for the love stories, and, like, when all hell's breaking loose, so that's what I thought I was about to get, and then they grabbed it away from me and took it, and it left, so, um, yeah, that sucked. <laughs> so, yeah, and then we get, what's his name, Daryl? Yeah. Daryl goes to go investigate the walkers, and they take the mask off, and they realize they're not walkers. Yeah, it's people wearing walker masks, yep. so. So, that's when we're introduced to the Whisperers, um, and in the comic, they play a very big part in what goes on to continue the storyline. Um, mind you, they didn't do, like, a time gap in the comic, so I'm not sure how they did. Tra- they did? Mm-hmm. Okay. So maybe. Yeah, I, I think it was around, like, episode, um, issue number, like, 157 or 158. Somewhere around there, there was a time jump. Okay. Um, so that was what this was based off of, mm-hmm. those, those comic book issues. Um, I don't know where they took place, where that issue takes place in reference to the whispers i think please don't quote me on any of that um <laughs> could be totally off i could have that reversed but um there was a time jump in the comics okay. um but yeah so we also see at the end of this in the previews negan's ass gets out of jail like these so evidently these whispers are going to come come like with the full force and fuck some shit up Mm-hmm. like it seems like alexandria is gonna have some issues negan's getting the fuck out and we see negan though at the sanctuary not at the sanctuary where the fuck was he at wherever wherever the hell he was at like his place um no was it the sanctuary i don't yeah. know it looked like he was at some type of, kind of like pool type place like ymca yeah no that was that was there um so you know, we see him go back to where he was at, but, I mean, all his people are dead. Like, all his followers. Yeah, didn't Carol just kill off the last Yo, thing? okay, we didn't even talk about that. Let's do a total rewind. So, Carol is taking her and... Jesse? Is that his name? Yeah. Jesse? Her and Ezekiel's <laughs> adopted son? Yeah, taking him to the hilltop so he can train. And along the way, they run into some of the old fucking saviors. And what was left of them, the last couple people, that Carol at one point saved one of the dude's lives. But, you know, he robs them and tells them, I'm going to spare your life when I'm taking your shit type stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's all like, why didn't we do something? And, this, and then she's telling him, you know, just, it's not worth it. Don't worry about it. Just let it go. You know, your life is worth more than that ring. You know, than jewelry. Because she took, he took. He took Ezekiel's ring that he gave Carol. Yeah, yeah. But as soon as he falls asleep, Carol dips out and fucking goes and fucking sets them on fire. Like, she wakes, wakes them up, pours gas on them, and, like, lights their ass on fire. Like, we see Killer Carol again. Like, I am here for Killer Carol. So, yes, that was an amazing scene. I was like, oh, yes, she hasn't lost it. She's still in there. So she's just low key about it now. Hell she's just yeah. chilling. So I won't kill you in front of the kids. <laughs> Basically. Um oh man, when poor Carol had to kill that little girl, that was like that oh, shit was crazy. Look at the flowers. Yeah. <laughs> but so although I mean he did peep the ring. He saw that he she got the ring back, so he was like, All right, I ain't gonna ask no questions, we're gonna shut the fuck up and do <laughs> them told from here on out. So that again, that was, you know. Carol might be my second favorite person on the show at this point again okay so we didn't get to so we covered now that jesus is dead so now we can talk about the only people i give a show on the show about at this point are michonne rj and judith <laughs> daryl daryl for me that's about it that's carol about it. ezekiel <laughs> uh i'm really just here for the main storyline juanita is her name juanita rosita no not rosita no, oh, I ain't talking about. Um, I can't never remember her name. Beth. No, it's not Beth. Jesus um, Christ, Beth been dead. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, is that when you stopped watching? Honestly, that is when I stopped watching. No, because I, I, I remember the scene when Beth died. When all that stuff was going on, when uh, Daryl was trying to get her out of that hospital, and they had a dude from Everybody Hates Chris on there. Yes, and the dude who played in, um, oh gosh, straight out of Compton. I didn't watch that movie. 
That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You've never watched Straight Outta Compton? No. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's on Hulu, and we should check it out. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm just trying to find her name too. Yeah, my Google fingers are going slow, but whatever. Lesbian you know, one. That is not. <laughs> so stupid um but anyway so just i mean point blank period there's only a handful of people that would give a shit about at this point so i hope that these new characters that we've introduced into the crew are actually going to be good um especially the young black uh kid who's translating for the deaf girl um damn sure i don't remember their names um so yeah just, the only one i remember is uh magna that's the main one that was like oh that and Michonne didn't want. I care about her too. I care about her mm. too. That Michonne didn't want to bring in. She's her. annoying me. She doing. I feel like she's doing too much. Like bitch, chill out. Like they ain't killed you. Just chill out. God damn, you will get your little throwing knives back or whatever the hell it is you trying to hide. Like she doing. She's doing a little too much for me right now. It's like I need you. You're on the ten. I need you about on three. Like. Bring it down a bit and sit back and see how this thing goes. Like, yeah. And then what's his face from Fantastic Beasts? What's his name on Fantastic Beasts? Jacob? Yeah, Jacob. So, yeah, Jacob from Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, I was about to say, what if he becomes a wizard? He wasn't a wizard in the movie. <laughs> this is going to be the after story. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow, he survived... Um, all the craziness that was going on in 1920s New York just after they were the zombie apocalypse. That would be crazy. Yeah, um, he decided to chill out with Nicholas Flamel a little bit longer. Yeah, he yeah. Philosopher speak. He's the one who was hanging on to the philosopher's stone for all this time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or where it's at now, essentially. So that, yeah, we could tie that into Harry Potter somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what's going to save this. Like, that's what's going to save us from the zombie apocalypse. Which is... Harry Potter crossover. Yeah. <laughs> Hermione is going to pull us out. Um, okay, so now at this point, we're just rambling. Um, so, that yeah, that's it for The Walking Dead at this point. So, it's going to be interesting to see what I'm... We got a peek at Ryan Hurst as Beta <gasps> in the trailer. Yes. So, first off, I am fucking here for Ryan Hurst. With a beard again. And long hair. Oh, yes, I get opium zombies. <laughs> <laughs> First off, Ermaget. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm just here for that. I don't give a shit about, I ain't gonna care about nobody next season. Like, <laughs> And another thing. So, I was doing my little research on The Walking Dead. Apparently, this festival that mm-hmm. they're going to, like, they keep, you know, sub like oh, minor yeah, about, bringing uh-huh. up. Ezekiel's supposed to die in the comics. That in the comics, that's when he dies. I'm not sure. I didn't read if it was the Whispers or Negan that kills him, but cool. Ezekiel and Rosita are supposed to die. Well, I mean, shit, we're killing off everybody else. <laughs> Why not? I mean, killed Rick. We, well, Rick's not dead, but you know, we. we, <laughs> we metaphorically <laughs> I mean yeah like everybody's leaving the show so I mean uh I ooh we could have kept the fucking tiger then <laughs> like you can't you already took the tiger leave Ezekiel like but of course we we do know that not everything that happens in the comic happens on the show mm. so you know I don't think they'll both go you know who I wouldn't mind seeing leave you know I don't know how I felt about Gabriel the Gabriel yeah <laughs> You knew exactly where I was going. Yeah, I the Gabriel and Rosita like mashup. Like, where the? F- yeah, I guess six years goes by and you need love. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I guess. She gets a little lonely in the zombie apocalypse. You go, like, her taste is all over the place. Like, she went from, um, what's his face? The ginger with the beard. Abraham. To f- Abraham. So, Father Gabriel. Like, what? <laughs> what are you doing, sis? Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> and at this point, she's just settling for a beard. I mean, you got like a he mustache. Got a thing beard. Going on. He's got yeah. one eye. <laughs> like, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but, um, she's a fan of distinctive traits. There we go. Annoying and ginger guy with one eye. You know, she 
okay, sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we will uh, be looking forward to see what happens next season on The Walking Dead. So on that note, everything that we are watching, for the most part, is about winding down. Uh, American Horror Story's gone. The Minds is gone. The Minds is gone. The Walking Walk- Dead just went on a break. Yes. Um, what are we to cover now? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so, <laughs> starting next week, <laughs> tune in to There Will Be Spoilers, where we will be not spoiling shit. We will actually be recapping Game of Thrones. So, starting next week, we will be covering Game of Thrones. Um, That will be one thing that we're doing. Um, we're going to be covering three episodes at a time each week. Going over, kind of doing a refresh on the episodes in preparation for the show returning in April. So, um, that pretty much covers the hiatus for most of the shows they're watching while they're off. Um, and then we'll probably still throw in, you know, a Netflix show here or there. What are you watching on? Oh, I started watching Peaky Blinders. Binging Peaky Blinders right now. Definitely recommend it. It is a good show. It is three seasons in. If you started watching it, it does take a minute to pick up. Like, I literally... Started watching it, fell asleep around episode three, woke up somewhere three or four episodes before the season finale of episode one, and it was really fucking good. So I just stayed there and kept going, and it's a really good show. So recommend Peaky Blinders if you haven't watched it. Um, binged watched all of Breaking Bad. <laughs> Breaking Bad was good. I will say that I was asleep on Breaking Bad. Uh, okay, so I'm going to go ahead and put this in it here, buried at the end of the podcast. Breaking Bad ain't better than The Wire, though. Like, that was so many conversations I have had over the last few years because I had not watched Breaking Bad. And to me, The Wire is hands down the best television series ever of all time. It is the greatest. At me. Sure. <laughs> okay. Um, and everybody was like, oh, but have you watched Breaking Bad? And I had not watched Breaking Bad. So I was like, okay, well, maybe I cannot say this because I have not watched the show people keep putting up there with The Wire. While Breaking Bad was great, it was a good show. It just was not better than The Wire. What to say it was better than, like, season three of The Wire? There's a lot of shit better than season three of The Wire. <laughs> <laughs> mm, almost everything is better than that season. <laughs> like, so, I don't know too much shit worse than that season, <laughs> to be real. So, that just don't even count. Like, they was just trying to do too much. Like, they was trying to be inclusive, and it just didn't work. Like, we don't care we didn't care about those people. So <laughs> that was mm, meh. We won't even talk about it. That's like that part. This is a cousin you don't talk about. Like, <laughs> yeah. Thing that we just sleep under the rug. Yeah. It, it just didn't happen. Yeah, basically. Um, like some of the Star Wars prequels. Um, <laughs> like fucking Fantastic Beasts 2. Because we don't know what's going on there either. Um, <laughs> we're not even going to get into okay, that. I won't completely dismiss it. It was a good movie. No, it was a good movie, questions. but how do you blow up your whole motherfucking timeline? Yeah. Did you see the stuff about Magan? We'll, 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 we'll talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be here for a whole nother hour. <laughs> so, yes. Um, Breaking Bad was good. was not better than The Wire. I could probably think of another four shows that are better to me than Breaking Bad. I don't even know if it made my top five TV shows of all time, but... It yeah. was a good show. It was a good show. It's definitely worth watching. It was entertaining. Um, what else is out there? I think that's it. I think that's, I, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's about it. That's where we're at right now. Most shows are off right now. Um, I yeah. was going to actually check out the She-Ra. Uh, She-Ra. She-Ra. Okay. I'm going to blame She-Ra. it on your age. <laughs> but yes, um, She-Ra and the Princess of Power. Yeah, I was going to check that little cartoon out. I heard it was actually really good. And Sabrina. I've been watching Sabrina. That's what I've been watching. I've been watching the chilling adventures of Sabrina, the teenage witch. Is it good? Eh. I'm giving it an eh. Like, it's one of those shows where it's like, it's good, but it's really cheesy at points. It honestly reminds me- It's Riverdale. It- No. Not even just that. It's like costuming and stuff as well. It reminds me of like those old school, kind of like Charmed. If Charmed had better production, mm. in a way. That's Charmed was the shit. Charmed no, probably isn't okay. my top five TV show. Okay, wait a minute. I don't know if that's a no, good... Like, like, Charmed is good, but it kind of, like, it felt like one of those shows where it's like, it was... This show is too dark to be as lighthearted as it is, if, it, if that makes sense. 
Like, it's like they put the prep, like, the storyline that's going on in this show is meant to be really dark, but the things going on are kind of like that Scooby-Doo running in and out of doors in the hallway, <laughs> taking the mask off at the end kind of thing. Okay, I got you. So it's Scooby-Doo. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, they got Satan looking like, he looks like Arthur from Red Dead Redemption. That That's what he looks like. Like my Arthur? Like no, with the really no, long beard? No, he just looks like an Arthur. <laughs> like, he's got the little, he's got like a weird handlebar mustache and like a weird drawn on beard and he's dressed like a Confederate soldier. Like, it's, <laughs> I can see why they were getting sued by the Church of Satan. Oh. <laughs> Misrepresentation. <laughs> defamation of character (laughs) okay well like it's not bad it's worth the watch but it's kind of it makes you sit there and you're kind of like will there be a season two do you think i think there will be a season two i'm a good maybe eight episodes in and it's like it has a good story but again like you said it's riverdale and i totally forgot about that when i brought it up it is does have that riverdale feel feel well sabrina was actually in riverdale in the archie comics so, Sabrina was originally a Archie spinoff. Mm-hmm. So, there's that. Um, <laughs> but it is made by the same people who were doing Riverdale. Although, I didn't finish season two of Riverdale. But season one and season half of season two, like, that shit was good. It was good. So, it was good. Um, okay. What yeah. I would say, though, about Sabrina is don't go into it thinking it's going to be anything like, uh, what's your name? Joan Hart? No. Oh, oh, no, it's not. But that was yeah. fucking phenomenal. That was no, my like, shit. Yeah, like, yo, I... But don't expect anything from that in Sabrina. I think, I mean, they they, they set that expectation pretty well. I don't think any of us actual Sabrina the Teenage Witch Nickelodeon fans, first off, because we're all 35 and up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we know that's not what <laughs> Like, legitimately, like, yeah, we were grown. We know that ain't it. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, so, okay, back to what we will be talking about. So, we will be doing, we'll be, we'll be talking about the Game of Thrones, so mm-hmm. that'll be coming next week. Um, this week we'll be rewatching episodes one through three, so next week, that's what we're talking about. Um, on there will be spoilers. So, feel free to follow us on Instagram at houseoflords.com and us. on Twitter. Yeah, find us on Facebook, houseoflords.com. At House of Blurds. At House of Blurds. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Houseofblurds.com is actually the website as well. Um, <laughs> you can check it out there. Um, please share, however you're listening to this, share it. Leave us a comment. Dro- drop some ratings. Um, if you want to support, that's the easiest way to support. Like that's the, Right now, that's really the only support we're asking for. Just share, tell a friend, rate us, drop a comment. If you want to do a little bit more than that, you can. There, We do have a Patreon. It's a House of Blurs at Patreon. So you can find us there or on a PayPal as well. You know, you can donate as little as a dollar if you, you know, want to help out that way. But really just, you know, tell a friend and share. Can I say the outro? Sure. All right. And until next time. Take care of yourselves and be kind to each other. Hey.